3: Wow. Welcome to the Abroad Japan Podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete,
0: how you doing? I'm good, mate. It's a Sunday, we're recording this a little bit early, and we're having a nice time, aren't we, Chris?
3: We are, although I've in run, run out of coffee. Oh, no! It's not a good start. You
0: got a little pre mondre coffee? I've got a nice little coffee. Are I'm a-
3: here, with you <laughs> in the UK, though. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Nearly punched you in the face <laughs> there. Steady. That's how exciting it is when you get to record with Pete while you're in London. Do you miss? You, I wouldn't. I would call you a ferocious
0: coffee consumer, but I would not necessarily call you a ferocious coffee connoisseur. In how that dating. you drink a lot of canned coffee, wow. with a lot of sugar in it. Steady on that. Okay. Like so, you don't drink like you, because obviously um, Japan, it's a big coffee destination. Uh, I was chatting to Ezra Koenig from the band Vampire Weekend, who, who basically said right. his perfect thing to do would be to take Bernie Sanders, who's a big uh, supporter. <laughs> of in the democratic right. primaries, um, uh, take him to Japan, to Shibuya, and uh, have, a, have a coffee with him, because obviously the best coffee can be found in Japan, because they are connoisseurs Bernie of Sanders.
3: like... you know? He wants to take Bernie Sanders to Japan and give him a coffee. Yeah, exactly. Some people have... Got all, got all the dreams. dreams got what, all the dreams. What's your dream, Pete? Um, it probably would involve Bernie Sanders. That's right, to be, to be on the Abroad Japan channel. Yes. You've
0: already done. I've, 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 um, there's a reason why people stop me in the street now and say... What's he really like? You know, he's got darkness behind his eyes. So I want to know what he's really like. What is Chris Broad like? And I say, guys, he's just as bad as you imagine.
3: How do you feel when you get stopped in the street in general? Does um, it happen much? Uh,
0: it does because uh, I do a football podcast, and that's quite popular, and I'm a bit more um, visible. Let's say so. I get stopped about that quite a lot, um, but then it makes me sort of think. God, imagine being. Like, proper famous. Proper famous. It would actually be quite difficult.
3: Yeah.
0: Because you're always on. You always have to be, like... You're, you're always, like... You may be, like, really late for something, but you've always got to say hello, shake shake of the hand, mm. um, have a little chat, and then and then go your <laughs> separate ways. But, like, uh, if you were famous and you, that happened every five minutes, you couldn't get anything mm. done.
3: Well, I had a lovely fan the other day. I was walking around uh, King's Cross in London mm. Um trying to find platform nine and three quarters <laughs> doesn't exist unfortunately although there is a cool little trolley in the wall for yeah, Harry Potter wall, fans yeah. you can pretend to be Harry Potter next to the Harry Potter shop by some um,
0: squiggles what they're called I don't know Harry Potter squiggles I don't know Harry Potter squiggles, no? Muggles. Harry Potter squiggles. Muggles. Muggles. I've, never, I've never watched a Harry Potter
3: you, you need to sort your priorities out anyway <laughs> like I was that. there King's Cross and a you know, a guy just jumped in front of me and went, hi, hi, Chris, don't want to disturb you or anything, just want to say hi, like the videos, have a great day. And then he walked off. It was really nice. It was really I don't think he, he did it so fast, I don't think I even had time to respond. Did he run straight into the wall? <laughs> he ran <laughs> straight through the wall through and off to Hogwarts. <laughs> uh, but it was lovely, you know, that's the perfect encounter. Um, I don't I don't mind taking <laughs> photos of people. I do, nine times out of ten, if I run into someone, I will have to take a photo. And I don't mind it, but it, it's nice when people just, Want to say a quick hello? And oh, you're never going to be it.
0: tired of somebody saying that you like your stuff. I think Dave Gross sort of said, You never get tired of someone coming on and going, I love your stuff, Dave, or whatever. And he must obviously be the in the world. I think you would if
3: you were mega famous, though. Obviously, I'm not mega famous, thankfully. Mm. And actually, I don't really, I never did YouTube to be famous or or get you know get famous in general I never mm. really wanted that called hard cash people called say- he's <laughs> exactly how you think he is my favourite bit is has always been just writing scripting filming editing the production mm. of a video I early on I think about a year or two into doing YouTube I thought about hiring a presenter or getting someone to present it right but it's too much money, and there's no way wow. I would have made a profit or succeeded in general. So <laughs> I had to become the face. They would have made demands. in Japan. Um,
0: I think, with um, when I edited that little video of the um, clickbait farts. Are you, pl- channel, are you plugging your YouTube I'm not plugging my video. YouTube video. I'm just saying that <laughs> when you I, I edited that, I got gentlemen. a little dopamine hit when I released it, and I got some nice comments because you tweeted about it. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, this is why you do it. This cause is <laughs> it's nice because you create something and you give birth to something and then people are nice about it and then you just you know you just go about your business yeah
3: it's hard to deny that it's it's nice you know you spend as I do I spend often days weeks producing a video mm. release it and then a few thousand people watch it it's quite a cool feeling yeah huge and you've had that how many people have watched your video now I don't know for 15 you know hundred, seventeen thousand.
0: oh that's, that's too many isn't it <laughs> that's too many for those many. of you who haven't
3: seen Pete's video what's it called 60 Things to Do in Japan yeah. Were th- I didn't actually count. Were there 60 things in the video?
0: Yeah, there was. Was there? I mean, a lot of them was just me shouting, have a coolish.
3: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Clutching at straws. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great little video. If you haven't seen it, type in travel clickbait. I, I wasn't trying to plug it again. I'm YouTube just, I'm just mentioning up.
0: that was the, I got that little yeah, dopamine hit that you get when you release it. You a, were
3: trying to plug it, Pete. Let's a not be around the bush. <laughs> Today, though, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a Q&A special, a Q&A spectacular. We have... Uh, the fax machine's been building up over the last few weeks. Mm. We haven't been as addressing as many questions as we should. We need to release that valve. Travelling around. <laughs> Pete's been in Japan. Now mm. I'm in the UK. Um, but yeah, we're going to dedicate this episode to answering your questions. And And the first uh, item that we have isn't so much a question, it's just another funny English sign. It's funny Japanese English. It's a picture from the monkey park, which I think you and I went to, Pete, in Kyoto, Mm. right? Yep. Uh, It's a picture of a monkey with a warning sign, and it says, A wild monkey appeared. A wild monkey bites brutality. Don't feed him and don't fight him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even if you fight, you can't win. Even if you fight. You can't win. I want to see I that. Love that. I want to see the people who are fighting monkeys.
3: I feel like that's a call to arms. Right? Just that line don't feed him, don't fight him. Even if you fight, you can't win. I feel wow. like that's a challenge right there, isn't it? That's
0: embisoning. I want Chun-Li's to feed village, him and I
3: want to fight him now. <laughs> <laughs> and then fuck him. Oh <laughs> feed, fight, and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the Chris Brown experience. <laughs> Once
0: again the podcast has lost its Shut up. It's, I it's, it's this youthful, thing. youthful
3: it's youthful demographic. Who cares? Who cares? Um, We're all grown ups really. But that's from the Good Shepherd, and uh, thanks for sending that in. If you, again, guys, if you do find any interesting English, Japanese mm. English signs, send them our way. We love reading them out. And if you do see Chris in the street, don't fight him don't feed him. He doesn't need either don't of those things. Don't fight me.
0: He doesn't need either of those things in his Even life. Even if you
3: fight me, you can't win. You can't win. <laughs> you can't win. You definitely will.
0: A lot of time for that sign. Beautiful. Got
3: f- first question um, is from Carl from Texas, who says, it's Hi, Chris Carl. and Pete. I'm working on a book with a bunch of silly superheroes with silly powers. <laughs> Are there any well-known Japanese superheroes exclusively to Japan, silly or otherwise? Ooh. Carl from Texas. Um, the only superhero that I can recall that is truly ridiculous. I went to a a buddhist temple once in sendai and as a reward for me turning up to the temple the mm. priest that runs the place gave me a dvd of a <laughs> japanese superhero uh and it was a dvd with a guy dressed up as a tree right and it said the, t- the title of the superhero and the title of the dvd was planting tree man he plants trees he plants trees, he plants trees and his skills include planting trees <sighs> and fighting off people that don't like trees <laughs> and that was li- that was literally the name of the superhero planting tree man wow every, that, every I, do, t- I never watched the dVD i don't know where it went <laughs> I was I think I gave it away
0: a I, I, I bought a, uh, a merchant who trains quite a lot and I bought a dVD uh, while I was over there um, of the Shinkansen riding train just man. lords of tra- just riding train, riding re- train man. commuter man um <laughs> whenever i've gone over i've always found in the Mandrick uh, kind of the vinyl toy shop um there was a Uh, There's always, like, this little superhero. They sell a lot of vinyl toys, and one of the superheroes is just a faceless, kind of chubby-looking superhero. It looks a bit kitschy, a little bit 70s. Um, It's skin-coloured, but it's just got the word gnaw written on its chest. No. It just says no. That's, N-O. It. that's it. No. That's it. Right. N-O. That's all it says. Um and uh, there's various different permutations and, Sounds and like he, it
3: lacks the <laughs> charisma of planting tree man. No, exactly, I know. <laughs> but uh, but, but plant trees.
0: Yeah. Um uh hard off and book off, that's a new one for me. I've not really spent much time in those places. My God, the theme music to Hard Off, second hand shop, is amazing.
3: How's it go? Du, 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 du. It, it's. Well, it's the exactly, yeah. And then there's a more jazzy,
0: there's a more jazzy version where it goes uh book off. Uh, he just says book off at the end. It's brilliant. And there's a hard off. And there's different kinds of offs, isn't there? There's different kinds. Of, there's, there's like there's hard
3: off, there's house like off, house, house off or something. Off, yeah, all yeah.
0: <laughs> that nonsense.
3: If you want to see this place, I think we featured it in a video. Uh, I did a video on Journey across Japan with Joey the Anime Man. Mm. We did a video called Pimp My Bike, and in that episode, we were challenged by viewers to pimp out our bicycles (laughs) with weird paraphernalia, and I got some N64 controllers and just <laughs> tied them around the handlebars and it was, that was still on there when toy.
0: I when I did my little bit of a broad new panel it was yeah we <laughs>
3: kept it on there for you um, but yeah in that video we went to hard off to get loads of cheap crap mm. and strap it to the bikes and we, I mean, I such... hummed the theme tune because I love it so much so if you want to hear it just watch that video
0: it is moronic in the most beautiful kind of way and those shops they just have if you love tech and you love just looking at all bits of tech that never went anywhere all train controllers for the PS1 all like fishing controls for the Dreamcast all this stuff that never went anywhere um, yeah go hard off or book off and you will find some steals in there oh, you can buy batteries for phones that haven't existed for 20 years yeah yeah it's wonderful
3: I thought whenever I go in there and I see like uh, laptops from the 1980s <laughs> and things I feel like buying it and just using it as a prop in a film like making some yeah. sort of 1980s short film I have just filled with t- loads of cheap 80s crap and stuff and I've, I've got
0: a working I paid like a good 200 quid for a pretty not decent spec but like they'd taken an iMac uh, you know those clamshell ones yeah the iMac clam, clamshells um, iBook rather and uh, they um, they'd sort of like spit shined it put a wifi card in there upgrade um, wow. upgraded it to as high as the operating system would go put a bit more RAM in there uh, it's still unusable because uh, <laughs> YouTube you can't even watch anything on YouTube it's I just do. dreadful it's absolutely dreadful but uh, that's why I have three I books under my uh, sofa <laughs> at
3: home your apartment must be just filled with <laughs>
0: loads of Nonsense. retro crap that Absolute doesn't work shite well I, again um, the thing that I collect apart from um, J League uh, tops and stuff like that I also collect um, automatomes is it called the, you know, automatomes Automatons? A tomaton e I think they're called. It must be May at the end. But either way, it's basically like there's, there's things that look like a um, a musical uh, note slash sperm. Uh, and you play a little tune on them and they've got a little mouth thing on. I've never You would have seen that you never heard them before. No. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna find a picture. Uh automatome. <laughs> um, yeah, those things. Um
3: Right. I'm seeing a photo and I've It I looks still like a sperm crossed
0: with a um like uh, a, 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 a crotchet or a minim.
3: Right. In and the you, musical notation. You have some weird taste, Pete. Well, I've oh, bought, I bought,
0: I now own about eight of them now. I bought two more when I was over on my olds. That a that's my collection. A most tummy. people have simple
3: I play video games. I like trains. And then there's you collecting toys that. that look like sperm. Look at that. they They, what have, different, what, they have
0: different designs. What that's is like wrong a, with That's you? A, like a kabuki mask sort of job. That's a ninja. They've got ones like uh, <laughs> they've got a tie in with Kiss, the band Kiss. Uh, I've got one with um, uh, who's the uh, who's the um, who's the bear who does the trains planting tree man the bear. who's the bear I don't know in Miyazaki not Miyazaki down in Kyushu that famous bear oh Kumamon Kumamon I've got a Kumamon designed one really yeah I've got loads of them mental and they if you use them for any length of time they break almost instantly
3: (laughs) when I listen to you and and your bizarre hobbies I often feel like I'm a very boring person (laughs) like my hobbies, like I like books and I like films and I like sushi but you're like I like collecting toys that look like sperm. <laughs> raise the bar, Pete. You but you can only find them in there. You can only sort of find them in Japan, which is annoying. Moving on. Mm. Hi, Chris and Pete. This is going to sound really creepy, but stay with Ooh. me on this. Chris, you appeared in my dream last week. Oh, think. dear. Oh, I, get, no. I get a lot of people that say I was in their dream. It always ends weirdly Um, I've no idea what happened in the dream phew just a recollection you were there but I woke up with an epiphany that I needed to check out your YouTube channel (laughs) like subliminal uh, commercials in your dreams Um, like some other listeners I've heard mentioned I've heard mentioned, I've only ever listened to your podcast. What? You never listened? You never watched the channel? never listened to the videos? Oh, I mean. just watched, listened to the podcast? That's interesting. There's, a few, there's quite a few listeners who mm. never watched the channel. Check out the channel. It's quite good sometimes. Mm. So I've started watching your videos from the start, and it's been life-changing. I have a newfound enthusiasm to learn Japanese, get healthy, and track down Cat Shit 1. Steady. Right. Now, what is Cat Shit 1? Cat Shit 1 is a a weird anime show... That I couldn't believe when I stumbled across it. It literally is just spelt cat shit one. It's not like <laughs> shit, it's not like a Japanese word, it's just yeah, cat shit one. Nice. And it's about a cat and a bunny rabbit that travel around Afghanistan shooting things. It's, me- it's Afghanistan? mental. Afghanistan. Yeah. Why weird. Afghanistan? Go look it up. I can't even try and explain it. It's mental. That is baffling. Um, In one of your videos, you mentioned you'd visited and enjoyed uh, some theme parks of Japan. I wondered if you've ever been to Fuji-Q Highland, and if so, what you thought of the rides. Did you go in the Haunted House or the Super Scary Labyrinth of Fear? Um, That's from Kylie. Much love. Uh, Yeah, I've been to Fuji-Q Highland. Hmm. I went there in a video last year, didn't I? I went to... Try and find Mount Fuji. Because uh, Fuji-Q Highland is one of the best views of Mount Fuji. It's right at the base of it. Went there for a week, didn't see Mount Fuji once. Oh, no. Stupid mountain. Whoever invented it, I really annoyed. It? Why elusive. would you build an amazing mountain and then not let me look at it? <laughs> really But I, I climbed up it, right, without even seeing it. Right. Because I was on it, I couldn't appreciate it. Well, Mount Fuji is a lot more fun to look at for a distance than climb up, I can assure you, as we discussed, in the past. But mm. uh, Fuji-Q Highland best theme park in japan hands down absolutely love it have you been pete donaldson no definitely go and go and watch the video i think it's called mount fuji ruined my day and in that video i took my good friend Sharla, who is afraid of <laughs> roller coasters up the biggest roller coaster in the park and she nearly exploded and no, i filmed no. it with a gopro <laughs> it's brilliant i loved it <laughs> definitely check it out it's way better than disneyland the rides i've got are a lot of time more. for that Impressive. <laughs> Are you into theme parks?
0: Yeah, I love it. I love a rollercoaster. Have you not been Absolutely to Fuji-Q? Absolutely. Li- Cuz again, you just have limited time when you're just on, a, on a holiday. All I need to do is just take two months out of my normal life. No, you just do, just do get, as when much you go to Japan. You
3: just don't to need to get place. drunk every day, go and look at a theme park.
0: Chris, I am allowed to do what I want no. on my holidays.
3: <laughs> go to Fuji-Q.
0: Yeah. My mate, I told you, my mate went to um Universal Studios or one of those places, probably yeah. maybe Disneyland and he um and he was in like a couple, um, but his girlfriend and him had split up, so he just got pissed and <laughs> walked around. <laughs> it would have been de- rather depressing, he said, but he had quite a good time because he was a bit pissed. Because obviously like, you can just buy beer everywhere in Japan you yeah, can and drink, drink it any time, right? yeah, it's crazy. Bonus. Oh, yeah, yay. Yeah. Now we've got a message from MG from SC, apparently. Hello, Pete and Chris. I am Mark from South Carolina. Solve that riddle pretty quickly. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mark from South Carolina, uh, and greatly enjoy listening to your podcast every week during my Monday. A retail job while attending university. Apologies if this has already been asked, uh, but would you recommend northern or southern Japan to live in, slash visit, slash explore? Thanks again, and keep up the fantastic work. I mean, that's no, very, very vague, isn't it? North and south.
3: What is they more, are quite south? different, aren't they? Um, south, we're talking like Kyushu, Shikoku, mm. right. Hiroshima, Matsuyama, right. Hiroshima. People down south typically more confident and friendly and fun. Mm. People in Tohoku are a little bit more shy, but you know, very nice once you get talking. Um, I've always I mean I've lived in the north so I'm going to be a little bit biased and for mm. me north is my homeland in Japan <laughs> it's my hometown the north uh, Yamagata Prefecture mm. um, I've always found the, the north has a bit more of a mysterious and alluring atmosphere <gasps> you know you get in the car you drive around you get lost and mystery and wonder happens mm. and there's a lot more of that up north I find right um, down south there's more insects <laughs> that's why I don't like south I don't like, I don't like spiders I don't mm. like bees and they're and very snakes they're very important death Despair. It's all down south. It's uh, so, very
0: important to the ecosystem.
3: I think if you go down south, Japan for two weeks, you're more likely to have a fun and action-packed two weeks than the north where I right. live. But I think the north would be better to live in, even though it does get pretty cold in winter. Mm. But it's nice in summer. You've been to both, though. What are your thoughts? I enjoyed the north. I thought you've, I, you've just been to the south in your recent two weeks, yes, were they right? And, to and, all, shim- and, 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 and I've
0: briefly to put for a couple of days. Um, it was fun. I found the people there a little bit more. Um, Reluctant to sort of talk, I guess. I don't know. In Sapporo, weirdly.
3: Oh, right. I mean, I guess it's
0: a city and stuff. Well, I think it's
3: because it's cold. People like to just get indoors and quickly shut the door.
0: Mm. It's just amazing how uh, differently different um, climates are, microclimates in in Japan. Mm -hmm. You can just be absolutely freezing with, um, you know, long johns on underneath your clothes and then a couple of miles down the road in Tokyo and it's bloody warm again. It's crazy. A couple of miles down the road. A couple of miles down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shall so we got the next uh, message? <laughs> or shall That's we very take formal? Or shall we take a break
3: and we'll be back with more messages. Cheers very adventure. Let's have a break. <laughs>
1: Go to slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns.
0: Right then. I'll kill Bill. i kill Bill? Wow. Natsuki there, threatening to kill
3: Bill. I think that's my favourite Natsuki soundbite so far. <laughs> I love that you've got that. That's uh, the video where Natsuki and I spent a day in Tokyo. It's called Day of My Life, yeah. trip to Tokyo or something, about I've, a year ago. I've got all the hits
0: on here. What have we got here?
3: Thoroughly wash your manly body.
0: Not had that in a while, have we? You know.
3: i Bill.
0: Got that one. Sweet chocolate. The sweet chocolate. <laughs> i <I'll kill> customer.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, good old Natsuki. I miss Natsuki. Do you yeah. miss Natsuki?
0: He's, uh, he's not been seen for a while. You did a little bit no, of work in uh,
3: Tokyo when he yeah, out, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I spent the last half year doing Journey Across Japan, <laughs> editing all the damn videos, right? And it's been it's been tough because the videos... taught ta- you ta- some <laughs> lessons. We, we I learned a lot from it, and I learned that if you're going to make a video, try and plan it out a bit in advance, because I've got like four hours of footage to go through for each video. It's mm. done now, though, so I'm really happy. Um, and I did film a video, the first video in a while that Natsuki's in, and it's a mm. major documentary. I don't know if I can talk about it yet, mm for privacy reasons probably can i just filmed a documentary about japan's biggest rock star
0: hmm. and it's I, found th- I found that whole thing very fascinating a man who if what if they walked down the street in london like he wouldn't bat yeah, an eyelid, knows him. but he is the most famous man it was like when i interviewed the um, guitarist miyavi yeah uh, yeah, yeah.
3: He's, and, and like, he's really
0: big at the moment and um he just you know he couldn't walk down the street in in, in tokyo or, or anywhere really but um here Like, I just it was just a dodgy email. Do you want to interview Miyavi? He's quite big in Japan. I was like, yeah, get him in. Let's have a chat.
3: Yeah, I mean, Miyavi's huge in Japan. Mm. The rock star in question that I work with is Hyde from Larkin Seal, which is... um, Larkin Seal is one of Japan's biggest bands ever. They've sold, like, 40 million records. Mm. And Hyde is effectively like a god in Japan. Um, Great guy. I love spending the week with him filming him hearing his story and, you know but the, the highlight for me was introducing him to Natsuki <laughs> we got Natsuki down from Yamagata Natsuki throughout the week Natsuki was like well, I, well I'm going to meet him I want to meet him I want to meet him I was like no it was a serious project eventually Natsuki came down and I introduced him to Hyde and uh, it's going to be great I can't <laughs> wait to show that on YouTube it's going to be an amazing documentary I'll talk about it more in a few weeks mm.
0: when I've... he's very open with his affection let's say Natsuki yes
3: and, and there's lots of swearing <laughs> but I yeah I got I got the the infamous um, Teaching Swear Words book. Oh, yeah. I took that to Hyde as a present. Nice. And so a little bit of the video is me teaching him some swear, f- swear words. And, and, and tainting his uh, nice. uh, reputation forever. Yeah. Well done. You've ruined Hyde. <laughs> it's a nice callback to the uh, earlier Broad Japan videos. <laughs> but I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited to get Natsuki back on the scene, yeah. back in the videos, where he deserves to be.
0: Stop smoking, Natsuki. Uh, We've got an email from David.
3: Hello, David. I'm
0: a big fan of both your respective works, so hello. I was oh. actually a fan of you both separately oh. before you came together. We're like Avengers Assembler on this podcast, aren't we?
3: But slightly more tacky. Yeah. Slightly obs- tackier Avengers. I'm obsessed with uh, automatons. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, uh, where we at? Uh, Yeah, so each of the podcasts are always a special treat. It feels like two people who you knew separately coming together and being good friends. Oh, <laughs> good David. Friend. Lovely. Um, anyway, I have, a Christmas, uh, I have a question for Chris. Annoyed uh-huh. by that. Unbelievable. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. about me. Recently, I was on my way to meet a friend who got to see a movie while listening to one of your podcasts. This made me remember that uh, Chris mentioned several times that you've seen films whilst in Japan, which made me wonder if films are released in English in Japan and subtitled. This also made me wonder about uh, how the movie-going experience may differ in Japan also. So my question to you, Chris, is how are movies released in Japan? Are they subtitled? And also, what are cinemas like in Japan? Do Japanese people eat popcorn at the cinema? What is Japanese cinema etiquette like? Thanks for creating the podcast. It's always really enlightening. Well, I don't guarantee any of that, uh, David, but thank you for listening.
3: You know what? I... When I, when I lived in the UK I never really enjoyed going to the cinema much mm. I remember I nearly got in many fights because mm. you know people are just dicks yeah. in the UK in cinemas they're really loud they're on they their phones maniacs nearly every time I'm in the cinema in the UK something frustrating happens like one time mm. I was there and someone was just on the phone <laughs> another time there was kids throwing popcorn yeah. from behind and it was like showering all over me yeah and I nearly punched someone in the face. That my, was years ago. A, but a
0: guy called Gavin, I think, has picked up someone's phone that they've been using and just thrown it.
3: Quite rightly so. <laughs> I mean, <you> know, <laughs> it's like people just don't care. In Japan, people are incredibly well behaved. Mm. I go to the cinema every week or two. Mm. I try, um, because it's just so pleasant. The cinemas are state-of-the-art, top-of-the-range. They've got Dolby Atmos, mm. which is, just sounds like being in the centre of the, the action. You know? yeah. It's incredible. Um, and what's, it's great. What's, what's
0: the big cinema brand, Toyo or Tohoku to- Um... um Oh, I can't remember now. Either way, but its uh, they're always very, very busy.
3: Looking TOHO, Toho, Kora, yeah. tell me what. TOHO Cinemas. They're, yeah. they're the guys that run the show, and right. Aeon Cinemas. Um, and yeah, they're, they're amazing. The seats are great, almost perfect in every way, except movies come out ridiculously late. Right. And it kind of ruins the whole thing. You know, yeah. my friends will watch a movie like. Freaking, give me an example. Oh, well, we spoke about Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. Remember a year ago, mm-hmm. for those of you that listened for last year, you remember a year ago, Wes Anderson brought out Isle of Dogs, amazing mm. film, came out like March. I think it came out in September or something ridiculous in Japan yeah. I had to wait an extra six months for the film because <laughs> I don't know why maybe because of a subtitling it I don't know but there's a huge delay in film releases often and right. that can be extremely frustrating my friends watching the movies back here in the UK for some reason we get them early we get yeah. them really early often before even the US um, so it's going from the country where you get the movies the earliest to the country where they get them the latest so mm. that's a little bit shit and that that's was the only um... downside but other than that it is amazing. And also, there's 4D cinemas.
0: What's that? Like, kind of smells and,
3: st- <laughs> and breezes? Yeah, it, it, the, the seats move. I remember I watched <laughs> uh, Star Wars Rogue One in a 4D cinema. I felt like I was in a TIE fighter. Glorious. <laughs> I'd get my hand the caught. The whole in seat was of... moving around, and they've got these weird things that stick out at the bottom of the seat that grab your leg. Why do
0: they grab your leg? Well, it
3: feels like they grabbing your leg. It's like they've got this, like like a chair. It's like chopped up fabric right. and they blow a bit of air and it comes out and like <laughs> strokes your leg. It's really quite creepy and unpleasant but that sounds er-
0: horrible. I don't appear yeah. to be molested. Thank you very much. It but could I would be the way.
3: Could be used very badly in a, in a <laughs> film with a oh, <laughs> director dear, like David yeah. Lynch or something. Yeah, yeah. 4D cinemas—they're
0: great. Well, um, speaking of uh, the, the movie-going experience, and uh, you know, and uh, rather foul films. Um, <laughs> do you remember, we went uh, visited a place that um, uh, before the business that is in there now um, was used for filming pornography.
3: <laughs> oh
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't we could talk about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we visited a, we visited a building. That used to be used for pornography. There they go. And it was very interesting to see what they'd done with the place. (laughs) A lot less sex going on. That's all I'm saying. Right, let's get into um, the next uh, message. Thank you very much to David for that one.
3: Alison. Alison, go on, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Lord Pete.
0: That's what I'm here for. Lord Pete. That's what I'm here for, mate. Why
3: why is it Lord Pete and not Lord Chris?
0: Because it doesn't work. Lord, Lord Chris. Anyway,
3: I'm Alison from Michigan. You wouldn't see that in Bloody Game of Thrones either. I'm Alison from Michigan. USA I've been watching Abroad Japan videos for years and listened to the podcast while I'm at work I heard a few years ago that maid cafes were a really popular thing in Japan does that still hold true Mm. have you ever been to a maid cafe before would you ever go to one keep up the good work Alison
0: no, no, I wouldn't. No, it 12. sounds terrible. And, and also, like, you see those foul ones. Because I went to, um, you know, Akihabara is, like, obviously very popular with um, the uh, Yeah,
3: Akihabara district is the home of maid cafes. Mm,
0: if you go to the one in, oh, God, is it Dun Dun Town in um, Osaka? Um, it's just a couple of streets of like just you know um, people selling electronics and video games and retro goods uh, but there's a lot of maid cafes there if you like Akihabara but you want a slightly more sedate experience where you're just not just chased down the street by women dressed as uh, maids um, or pandas and shit um, go to Den Town in Osaka it's a lot more chilled out there's a, you'll get a lot more time looking at the stuff you want to look at and it's uh, it's a lot of fun so I recommend that but
3: you've never in been to a maid cafe? no I've never been to a cafe I, I'm, I'm probably going to go for a video soon right. I've thought about doing it as a video I don't know if I'm the right person to be in a May Cafe I think I'm too grumpy and not enthusiastic enough to Get have, involved have like a woman wait on me really weirdly and talk mm, me mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah the whole, the whole thing makes me feel a bit weird and uncomfortable but yeah but again it's like, it's the whole kind of it's like service culture
0: thing. it's like the snack bar culture it's the horse culture there's a brilliant uh, little sort of mini five minute documentary about the most um, woman who works in Rapongi, and she is the uh, I think Japan's um, preeminent um, the the greatest host hostess who ever um, lived and she makes so much money every night she's very what very when we rich.
3: talked about that the, the host guy what yes. was his name I don't know he look like
0: he looked like David
3: Boy if
0: um he used like a treadmill <laughs> and, a, and a bull walker. Lords,
3: a host he made like twenty five, fifty thousand dollars a month by yeah. just chatting up women. Creepy little chap. it Was a bit odd, <laughs> very odd. Still don't understand no, that aspect of this
0: Strange, isn't it? Very strange. Oh, yeah. uh, but yes, uh, this one was making a lot of money every night, uh, basically emptying men's wallets. But they interviewed a couple of punters and stuff, and they were sort of, and he was sort of saying the best um, hosts and I guess maids uh, as well. They, um, they, they're not fake. Yeah. R- it must be really hard to not go, there's a reason why you're talking to me, and it's because I've just put well, money on the table.
3: I mean, I, I've i been to a lot of hostess bars in mm. Yamagata where I used to live, because yep. the in, in Japan, often in rural areas, you don't have standard normal bars. Mm. They are just stack bars. Right. You will have women sit there, talk to you, pour your drinks, light your cigarettes, whatever. Mm. Um, and I used to go with friends quite a lot, like like Nasca, okay. I guess, and uh, other friends. And, uh, yeah, I always felt like it just felt very... It didn't feel real. No. You know, they, they talk to you, they pretend to be interested, but it all feels very superficial. They're like, wow, England, England,すごい, amazing. Wow, Harry Potter. And I just <laughs> wheel off the same five or six lines. <laughs> I just got really bored. Yeah. And I never enjoyed it. Oh, well. But... If you go to an upmarket one in, in Ginza, I think you'll find that uh, the sur- level of service is far more impressive. Mm. More. I, d- I don't know. I've never been to one, actually. No. We should go. <laughs> go Next go time you're nice, over. Go to upmarket a nice snack upmarket
0: snack market. Let's bar. do it. Um, yeah, I've kind of been waited on the best of times, to be honest. I just don't like the fuss. Um, Jake. Good day, Pete and Chris. My name is Jake from Sydney, Australia. Your podcast is my saving grace for any time I'm forced to do any mundane and needed tasks uh, to be alive in this day and age, such as cleaning and uh, commuting, commuting to work well I'm glad we are applying uh, salve to that particular working wound Uh, my partner Jade and I are planning a trip to uh, Tokyo in November where we'll be staying for, uh, for three weeks The plan is to use this as a hub and day trip to the various locations across the island. Whilst I'm ecstatic for the sights and the landmarks, I've always been fond of just existing in Japan, so to speak. Experiencing day-to-day things like going to the store, going out for coffee along the train lines, I notice there are quite a few stops, even on the Shinkansen, between destinations like Tokyo uh, to Kyoto. Uh, My question is, what are the logistics uh, slash worth to just stopping, and getting off the train at a random location and exploring? Is it worth it? Or will I leave myself open to disaster or getting drugged slash added to a cult, as it appears many have experienced? Before me, keep the good work, fellas. Jake, uh, um, I'd recommend that definitely. Yeah. Get off at a weird station, have a I'm have a roll not so around, sure.
3: have a roll around, mate. Between Tokyo and Kyoto, where can you stop? I suppose you went
0: to Nagoya, which is right in the middle. I went to Nagoya, yeah. I wanted to see where Arsene Wenger and Gary Lineker plied their trades back in the day, um, and I ended up in a nightclub. It won't surprise you to learn because it was a Saturday <laughs> night um, it, that was basically for the whole kind of South American diaspora. It was I, or maybe just Brazilians. Um, just like Brazilians, uh, maybe some Peruvians as well, in this club, and it was just all like South American music. It was really? it was really interesting.
3: Yeah, Japan and Brazil have quite an odd relationship. Mm. I'm not overly acquainted with the history, but I know in the early 20th century, a lot of Japanese workers went to Brazil, yeah, and did some labour or some work there, mm. and there seems to be. You know, Japanese Brazilian people. Well, um, Um,
0: uh, uh, there's uh, there's Brazilians. Also, Uh, Peru had the first, like, it was a Japanese, not maybe Japanese-born, but of Japanese descent, um, prime minister um, back in the day, who was had an interesting life. I think he got um, chucked out for being corrupt. (laughs) Don't quote me on that. I think that was the case. But he, um, that's quite interesting. But um, with the Brazil thing, I think because um, they've got a dwindling um, population, Japan, um, um, Arbe has uh, started, or one of his underlings has started a scheme that if you are like fourth generation Japanese in Brazil... Uh, you can get you can get a five year visa oh, wow. in Japan, and it and because it's just a five year visa, nobody took them up on that. <laughs> the first three months. Nobody took them up on the offer because it's like, all right, can you do some like menial, you know, manual labor for us and just get a five year visa? It's bullshit. Yeah. They're very weird. It's not very, very good.
3: You need to just
0: maybe open up, they open can up guys. Lure
3: The people, the the Japanese people of Brazil with uh, Nagoya chicken wings. <laughs>
0: I didn't...
3: I you didn't barely, never, did I think oh. I had... I probably had some kind Every of Every place in Japan has a famous dish, and Nagoya <clears> has <throat> chicken wings. <throat> you didn't try them. Mm. Didn't try them. <clears> I don't think I did, no. That's I the only I thing you need to I do in Nagoya, there. and you didn't do it. <laughs> I am disappointed.
0: <laughs> uh, I did see a beautiful little statue. You know you've got Hachiko outside the Shibuya, Shibuya Crossing? Yes. Um Who is an inspirational dog. dog figure uh, to <laughs> everyone. And save the Akita... Um, dog apparently because they, they were in dwindling numbers and obviously uh, they're quite big dogs and uh, post-war Japan didn't really have that much you know space or money uh, and so it actually saved that dog that wow. kind of dog because everyone wanted the Hachiko dog anyway um, what happened there to was all a, the other dogs? <laughs> well they still exist <laughs> other, other imagine, varieties yeah. of dog. never see a sausage dog in Japan <laughs>
3: you rarely see a sausage dog I need dog. to conjure up a story about someone who died and had a sausage dog and yeah exactly a fictional story <laughs> to rejuvenate the population of sausage dogs the,
0: um, the, there was a little uh it was a beautiful little um dog statue that had three legs right. and it was basically dedicated to the mangled disabled animals the disabled uh, dogs of uh of, of nagoya it was really fascinating and it was just like and and people would start leaving rice and food uh next to it which is really cool oh
3: that's it was really it really was that's heartwarming lovely. i was like oh but
0: yeah poor dogs <laughs> poor dogs with three legs three. <laughs> so <laughs> to, to I'm now just saying, look after you. If you've got dogs with three legs, they are That's more adorable than the
3: normal dogs. That's heartwarming. Than the other dogs. Um, I realise we didn't really answer Jake's question. Sorry. Um, my answer is you can get off the train and have a look around, but actually, a lot of Japanese towns are the same. Mm. Uh, I've travelled Japan from top to bottom extensively, and often a lot of towns don't have much sense of identity they do have the same stores there'll be a big Aeon shopping mall mm. there'll be a dozen 7-Elevens there'll be a as a town centre and a train station a couple of shrines going back to the Nagoya chicken wings if you find Japan all across the country each region has its very own dedicated dish right um, and I, I did a project years ago, three or four years ago, called Tohoku Three Six Five. I went around Tohoku region right. to each prefecture, seeking out the local dishes. Mm. That's one of the more interesting ways of traveling around Japan. Rather than just getting off at a random station, try and look up the local dishes of Japan and um, go and search for them and go and find them. You know, mm. each place has their own dishes. You know, like uh, in Fukushima, you have really nice. Um, Fucking chicken <laughs> I don't know what I'm No, no um, uh, Gyoza Right, really okay, nice gyoza Gyoza yeah, Fukushima yeah. Yeah, I don't know where don't know why I, I couldn't get that out of my it head It was It was
0: the only thing That um, my mates would eat um, Consistently On the holiday They're not very Um they don't explore their food options. They're just constantly gyoza. ordering gyoza, gyoza with their ramen, just loads of gyoza.
3: Yeah, I mean Fukushima's <laughs> got lovely gyoza um, and some nice tonkatsu, mm. like breaded pork and things. And Yamagata's got a lot of great ramen. Mm. Uh, Yamagata, Almori's the- got cider and fish and things. Mm. So each place has its own dedicated dishes. Mm. It's, it's worth finding out in advance if you want to do a big trip around Japan. No. But like you say, like they are quite semi, aren't they? The yeah. village in town, pretty much, yeah. Mm. But it's still worth trying.
0: There you go. Um,
3: Tom and Czech Republic. Do you want to do that one, Chris? Oh, I do. Ooh. I do. I do. Well, br- I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> my voice broke. Or it could be the lack of coffee. Hello, Chris and Pete. I have a question to Chris. What is that? This is the third oh, question. Yeah, well, I, 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 have not, I don't live there, do I? Uh, I've noticed that you've been interviewed by Japan News and mm. read that you shoot around 180 minutes per video, uh, but you only use 15 minutes of it. Do you ever think it's wasted, or is it reasonable for the video to have perfect bra- Broad editing. I have a question for Pete as well. Woohoo! So he does not feel left out. When was the last time, Pete, that you ate coolish? Mm. You don't how many eat, hours you don't ago, eat Coolish. What flavour and how was it? Look I mean, forward to for the next podcast.
0: Tom from Czech Republic. Tom from Czech Republic. You don't eat coolish, you. Coolish eats you <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> it's a terrifying. It consumes
3: you. Terrifying image there. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's very. Um... I love how I've got quite a, quite a well thought through question about. Videography, filmmaking yeah, and then yeah. just. Do you like ice cream? <laughs> when did you last have ice cream, Pete? <laughs> I, uh, I didn't eat as much
0: as you'd expect uh, Out there, but I did have um, A delicious Calpis flavour Of Coolish, uh, which is we very did. interesting um, And But speak- uh, There's not a day goes by uh, That people don't send me pictures of Coolish And yeah, CC my, you in as well
3: My entire Twitter feed is I've basically just people It's you guys travelling around Japan Eating Coolish and taking Bring on. selfies Bring on tagging guys. me and Pete <laughs> Which I enjoy <laughs> I like it. It's quite fun. I I feel a bit annoyed that we've basically given a billion dollars worth of Free marketing and publicity, too coolish.
0: Why are they not getting and involved? Not get anything in return? How have they not noticed that we are know, the only right. brand that's constantly talking about
3: coolish? For bloody Nestle, who I've given trillions of dollars worth of marketing <laughs> and coffee. free publicity to Kit Kats. Put what Kats. have I got? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing from Nestle. You should be. Is anybody in listening from Nestle? I hate you. You should be in the pocket of Big Kit Kat by now. You should be, should
0: yeah, be in the, uh, the pocket have you on of desk, big, big Kit, Kit Kat. Kit Kat. <laughs> like Big Pharma. Like if you get big in the pocket of Big Kat. Pharma, like all the doctors in America,
3: you're in the pocket of Big Pharma, baby. <laughs> Give me my generics. I going back to the question though, um <laughs> I did I mean for Journey Across Japan we did film a stupid amount of footage, mm. hundred and eighty minutes plus for each day. Because we had no script and no plan, we turned up, we filmed loads of stuff and then I had to basically make a video out of it afterwards and carve a narrative. Oh, I don't I... enjoy doing that. Um and I've tried to I've since Journey Across Japan I've tried to shoot a lot less and mm. have better quality footage and not have to put myself through that torturous editing process um, but I never think it's a waste taking 180 minutes and converting it to 15 minutes I just see it as quality control and mm. I it's you know it's,
0: it's you high should, roll you should give me like the hard drives and I'll do an alternative <laughs> cut the Doddleson cut I would mean, <laughs> like to Japan. see that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, can, you can put it
3: on your new YouTube channel <laughs> for <laughs> your 14 hundred subscribers <laughs> The whole, it'll
0: just be uh, all of the footage of me and you when we were together and nothing else. Bit Perfect. Natsuki. Bit i probably, well.
3: probably quite well. quite popular, <laughs> to be honest. Um, We've got one from Zach from New Jersey. It says, Chris, Pete, good afternoon. My name is Zach from New Jersey. Mm. My question is as follows. Chris's love for Lost in Translation is well known. Between both of you, if Pete would like to answer as well, what are some other favourite films of yours, either Japanese-made or set in Japan, and what about them do you enjoy? Zach, from My, New my favorite one's uh, Tanpopo. <laughs> it's not really. You stole that from me. Stole up from you You're a cheeky devil. You always mention Tanpopo. I do. Dandelion. It's a lovely, uh, it's a lovely word. Such a good film. It is in my favourite Japanese film. I yep. won't talk about it today because I've talked about it in every other podcast, but it's got Ken Watanabe in. It's about a ramen shop, it's a ramen western. Mm. Um, it's got a bit of a satire on Spaghetti Western with yeah. Clint Eastwood. Noodle Ramen Western. Amazing film. or watch it. It's bizarre, it's crazy, it's witty, it's funny, I love it. Yeah. Um, three films off the top of my head. Um, Departures, which I've talked about before. Okuribito, as it's known in Japanese. Departures won an Academy Award for Best Foreign Film in 2008. And I actually watched it before I moved to Japan, a right. few years before I applied to work in Japan. And when I arrived in Yamagata in the town of Sakata where I was placed um, for three years I found that Departures was actually filmed there and oh. I remember like my first week in Sakata I was walking down the street and I went wait a minute I recognise this street because it was a really <laughs> old weird building there a really creepy looking building and I looked up Departures and I realised the film was set there and it's an incredible bit of good luck that my, one of my favourite Japanese films was filmed in this backwater little town that no one's ever heard of um, <laughs> but a lovely film really heartwarming it's about a guy who gets fired or loses his job in Tokyo, moves back to rural Yamagata and takes up a job working um, in... Is it... What's it called? In... Inco- uh, I don't know how it's pronounced. In-coffining. In-coffining. in incoffoning. Incoffoning, I think. Mm. Uh, basically, when someone dies... In Japan, they do a little ceremony, a little kind of Shinto Buddhist ceremony, and he, ta- he starts doing that for a living. And mm. it's a bit of a taboo, though. People in Japan, I think there's a bit of a taboo around death and funerals. And so he's looked down upon by the locals. It's a really great film. Highly recommend it. Tokyo Sonata. Sonata is another good film. Um, it's about a family... Um, where everything goes wrong and I don't really know how to explain it but Tokyo Sonata that's a great film the father of a family loses his job and has to pretend that he's got a job and goes around pretending he's he's got a job when he doesn't and they all come together somehow because the son in the family learns the piano and... Yeah. Right, I can't okay. explain it in a better way It's a really odd film <laughs> And then there's another film I watched recently Called Like Someone in Love By an Iranian director Whose name I cannot recall um, It's a very unconventional film It kind of Feels a bit like A French New Wave style film Where mm. narrative structure Is just thrown out the window Because the entire film Is effectively a build up And then the bit of the film Where something's supposed to happen It ends just about Thirty seconds before, and you sort of sit there and you went. You, yeah, i, I remember bunker. watching it and think, wait, what? What just happened? <laughs> it's quite inter- It's quite an impressive, impressive film. I think it's not for everyone, but it's definitely worth a shot if you're mm. into film and you like watching things a little bit unconventional, a little bit weird. Like Someone in Love. Those are my three films. What about you, Pete?
0: Uh, yeah. Anything on the? I'm a big fan of this guy uh, called Adam who runs um, Third Window <laughs> <laughs> Films. Adam, just Adam. He's surprised with DVDs every now and again. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he runs Third Window Films, which basically finds the more interesting. Um, uh, films in Japan uh, and gets them released to an American and UK audience on like Amazon and, um, and Netflix and stuff like that but Low Life Loves is really good Fukushima Jana- Fuku- Fuku- Flats I've said that before a uh, really funny film uh, Drift in Tokyo just basically go to a third Windows website and it, it, it really is uh, a fine collection it's the sort of comedy that you wouldn't expect the Japanese would be into uh, a lot of the a lot of the stuff you see on telly is very slapstick and silly and uh, but this is a bit more um, a little bit more uh, creative I think in many ways
3: yeah, mm. there you go. Yeah, A few films keep busy. We'll have to keep watching more. I actually don't watch as many Japanese films as I should or I'd mm. like to. I need to dive in. Japanese cinema isn't what it once was. I don't know why that is. I think in the 90s, when the Japanese economy went down the pan, when the bubble burst, I think they dedicated less resources and money to the arts and, and, and also Deathly i guess cinema suffered a little bit as a result mm. so but you know there's still some incredible films well also up. like,
0: tar- like um, directors like tarantino and stuff like we we're big fans of all that stuff so like, I like kurosawa stuff and he's obviously um you know not gone off the bottle but he's, mm. he's, he's, he's kind of disappeared a little bit and he's not doing that style anymore so maybe people aren't quite as interested
3: <laughs> essentially yeah, yeah. we need tarantino mm. to promote japan mm. indeed Bring him back. <laughs> All right then. Um we've got one here story from Austin. Okay. He's gonna read this. Um I'll do the first bit, you can do the second bit.
2: Let's mix like, it up a bit. Like,
3: take, take me back to my days at school, doing yeah. English, We used to read out a play. Go yeah. on then.
0: Hi Chris and Pete, this is Austin from America. I'm an alt. Uh, Assistant language teacher. Yes, and I often listen to your podcast in the office at my school in Yamagata Prefecture. Whoa. I want to preface my story uh, by saying that I'm not the philanderer in this story, so please no prejudgments. A little more than a month back, I went to Fukushima City for the first time, and to my surprise, they were having a festival that day. A friend and I headed into a tent to try out some of the local beers, and we were approached by a woman about our age. I cannot confirm this, however, Ever, uh, because she changed her age every time I asked her. <laughs> she didn't speak in English but she gave us some bani- uh, banniku, um horse meat for free so we figured we would chat, chat with her uh, the best we could. Not long into the conversation she began rapidly ordering more beers for both of us and we uh, couldn't rightly refuse mostly because uh, she wouldn't take no for an answer and alcohol is the social lubricant that made the whole situation less strange to us. Chris, take over.
3: After about an hour my friend left to use the restroom and the woman took that as an opportunity to come on to me very directly asking me to- to kiss her in public multiple times to which i replied <laughs> i don't even know you after my friend came back i went to use the restroom my friend found out from the woman that she was married and had a five-year-old child we quickly high-tailed it out of there it was easily one of the more surprising experiences i've had so far in japan but I was wondering if either of you two have ever found yourself in a situation like this in Japan or if it is common. Thank you, Austin. No, Austin, it is not <laughs> common. That's a really weird situation. Yeah. You've I'm, clearly got a very
0: kissable face, Austin.
3: You must be a good looking You just wanted to kiss you. I like the fact she just kept changing her age. Of <laughs> <laughs> age. How old are you, 31? How old are you, 37? Yeah. How old are you, 29? There's
0: a really drunk bartender in uh, Korea. She um, she was pissed and I was pissed. <laughs> and and there's she a was, really
3: drunk bartender she sort of of ling- in Korea. She
0: sort of leaned over and went, uh, give us a kiss then. And I was like... A, no and B, it's B I'm separated by a bar here like so weird and we left because I'm scared of girls another <laughs> riveting
3: story yep no, things like this are pretty rare I have never had I I, I find if anything Japanese girls are the opposite of very forthcoming and mm. you know they're, they're a lot more reserved even when drunk they're pretty good about that sort of thing yep this sounds like a story of something that would happen in the UK, though.
0: I'm enjoying it, Austin. I'm loving it. But well I'm done your and filthy Give yourself tails. a high
3: five and a pat on the back. <laughs> never happened to me. Keep the stories, <laughs> questions, comments, everything coming to BraunJapanPodcast at gmail guys. We'll be back same time next week on Wednesday to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, thanks for listening to the Braun Japan Podcast, and we'll see you next week. Have yourself a great few days.